Today's episode of Peers to Peers is powered by Shopify, the leading global commerce company that's shaping today's entrepreneurial economy. What started as three mates in a coffee shop trying to sell a snowboard has ended in thousands of employees around the world, bringing over 1.7 million businesses to life. You could say Shopify is a peer to us and entrepreneurs around the world. So peers, if you're looking to start your own business, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. I'm your host, Michelle Kidnor, founder of leading Australian podcast agency, The Peers Project, and your fellow passionate peer. Each week, I invite an inspiring millennial entrepreneur from around the globe to chat with me. No filters, just real talk, peer-to-peer. Together, we unpack what it takes to go your own way and why there's nothing better. As always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please do pass it on. The more peers, the merrier. Hello, peers, and welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Growing up, Priscilla Hajantoni watched her mum run her own beauty salon. From the customer interaction to how her mum made women not just look good, but feel good, it seemed it was in Priscilla's blood to take a similar path. It wasn't until she was struggling with skincare issues in her early adulthood that Priscilla found her own way to help women. Now, Priscilla is the founder of Bang & Body, an Australian-based skincare brand that's helping people to heal and love their skin. In today's episode, powered by Shopify, Hayley opens up about resigning from her corporate job four weeks before her business launch, why you should separate friendships from business relationships, and how she created a sellout beauty brand. For those of you who haven't yet posted about our podcast on your socials, or if you're new here, welcome. Please do take a screenshot of this episode right now, post it to your Instagram story and tag us at The Peers Project so that other peers out there can benefit from the wisdom of these incredible millennial entrepreneurs and help us on our mission to empower you all to pursue what you're most passionate about through entrepreneurship. Okay, without further ado, welcome Priscilla. Priscilla, welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yay. Amazing. So you know, you and I recently connected and when I looked into you and all of the incredible work you're doing in e-commerce and in beauty, I knew I had to have you come on the show. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, well, thank you for thinking so highly of me to be on your show. <laughs> of course. I'm very excited to chat with you. Ah. Oh. So good. Great. So look, for those of us who don't know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. 
So I guess I'm Priscilla and I am the founder of Bang & Body. We are a simple yet super effective skincare brand that really focuses on inclusivity and providing purposeful products that really truly deliver results. And we really focus on natural ingredients um, that are, I guess, sourced from Australia. We use only recyclable packaging and our sustainability ethos is, you know, I guess the core of what we do. Um, and in order as well to ensure that all of our customers are getting the best products, but without harming our planet. So yeah, a little bit about me in terms of the business. <laughs> oh, I love it, Priscilla. When I looked into the business, I was like, oh, these guys are doing such cool things. And you guys are so, well, not new, but relatively, I've only been in the market for two, three years. It's insane what you've been able to do. So I can't wait to dive deeper into the business. But before we do, I'd love to start with a question that I've often found to be very insightful and revealing. And that is, what did your parents do? And how has this impacted the choices you've made in your life and in your career so far? I love this. I think it's um, really nice to shed a light on, I guess, what my family, I guess, have done in the past and what inspired me to do what I am doing today. So my mum owned hair and beauty salons when I was growing up. So I was always a part, in, like, I guess, a part of that. I call it the feel good space because I don't like to call it the transformative space because I feel like it's all about embracing who you are and enhancing your natural beauty and really finding your self-worth from within. Um, and I really saw that with the salons that my mum and my auntie created with their clients and I guess how they nurtured and really wanted to ensure that the clients were getting, you know, the service of that feel good kind of, you know, experience because, I guess a lot of salons, you you go in and, you know, you go, oh, wow, it looks so different where what the clients, my, I was seeing my mum and my auntie were having, they were coming and they would sit down and they probably weren't feeling their best and then they would leave being like, wow, thank you so much. I feel so good. And I just remember seeing the amazing, um, I guess, experiences they were having and the service my mum and my auntie and their staff were providing. And I guess I've always been around that. And my mum's always been entrepreneurial and really kind of ambitious and always encouraged myself and my sisters to go after our dreams and, you know, take risks. And so she's really been that, you know, entrepreneurial super mom that I always looked up to. Um, my dad has always been in like operations and I guess, you know, logistics side of things. So I guess he was always a hard worker, still to this day is a hard worker. And I think that's where I really get my work ethic from, from both of them um, in different ways. But yeah, I guess, you know, through my, through my own journey as well, you know, finishing uni, going into the typical nine to five in corporate business, you know, not really feeling extremely satisfied, even though I was doing really good work and a lot of it. Um, yeah, I just really felt it wasn't a purpose of what, what I should be doing. And I didn't really feel fulfilled um, a lot of the time. So going through my own skin concerns through when I was a teenager to early adulthood and struggling a lot with hormonal acne and eczema and sensitive skin that does run in my family. Um, you know, it was this burning desire, I guess, to always try and heal and protect my skin. And my mum at that time, she was really trying to help nurture my skin and my well-being and I guess help me with um, what I was going through like she would any client. And, you know, that really inspired me because she is very, you know, entrepreneurial, but also was a pioneer in natural skincare and remedies to ensure that, you know, you could heal yourself in a more natural way. And that was really great. And I guess I did see 
amazing results, but then I would have flare-ups again. And I think in the end, I really realized when I decided to strip everything back and really simplify my skincare routine, that's when really the big impact happened. So not only was I taking my taking care of my skin with natural ingredients and remedies, but I realized too much of it is also not great for my skin. So when I stripped it back, I realized, okay, you can definitely get an effective result with natural skincare, but sometimes you need to simplify the process or the steps. And when I did that, it was really like that light bulb moment. And I guess, you know, I did share that um, with my mom and she's always said, you know, I think you going through your personal struggles with your skin is for a greater purpose and you you are very um, intuitive and, you know, you love researching and you're extremely picky. So I think you would be the amazing person to do something like this to create something that would service not only your skin but so many others out there that are really struggling. So, yeah, she was a big factor and I guess, you know, where I am today. Oh, your mum sounds like an absolute boss. You know, I love (laughs) asking that question because I just think so much of what we do as like, you know, young entrepreneurs does tie back a hundred percent to what our parents did, how we were brought up. You know, if, if I bring you back to those early days where you were probably at the salon with your mum and your auntie, just like listening, watching, you know, what, from from there, you know, what was that experience like for you when you were just super young? You probably didn't know that you were ever going to own your own company or skin line, you know. Can you talk to us a little bit about the early days of Priscilla, where your head was at and kind of the decision to go off and study at RMIT after you graduated? Absolutely. I think just having somewhere to go that wasn't home after school and I could really be free like me because I'm a twin I'm a twin so my twin sister and I um funny enough she's actually a hairdresser so she took after my auntie and I took after my mom so (laughs) we're both very in that feel good creative space and you know both of us growing up and you know going from school to the salon or on weekends helping out with either sweeping hair or helping you know serve tea and coffee or helping mom with you know check out customers with their skin regimens and It was just really empowering for young girls to be in a part of a space that was really um, supportive of one another. Like it wasn't a space to transform women into something that they weren't. It was a really wholesome, beautiful space where everyone was included and everyone was supported. And it was just a place to feel really safe. And I think, you know, for me, especially like going through school and, you know, as I got older, suffering from my hormonal acne and never really felt like I had you know, the the glowing skin like my peers. And I felt really self-conscious about that. You know, being able to go to a space where people were all going through their own things, but at the end of the day, didn't look at you differently. They just were there and happy. And with those regular clients coming in, hi, Priscilla, hi, Marie, how are you? Like, it was really lovely. Like, it was like a big family. So, um, you know, that really impacted, I guess, in in such a positive way growing up when you do sometimes feel alone at school and then you feel really included um, outside of home because home is like, oh, well, your parents have to like you and, you know, (laughs) you're in a space where you have to feel safe. But going to a space where there were people there that you didn't really know or regulars that did know you, but it was just a really nice way to grow up. And I think for me, you know, it was really inspiring seeing my mum raise us girls and also being so, so entrepreneurial and driven to help others. And I think I definitely have got that from her. Um, so, yeah, I think that definitely played a big part in moulding 
who me and my twin sister are today because we're extremely sociable and we really love to talk. Like we could talk underwater. So that comes from there because I guess, you know, you can't be shy in those spaces. You've got to, you know, when you're serving tea and coffee or you've, you know, you're interacting with clients, you have to have a sense of confidence. So I don't know if my mum planned that from a young age to be like, okay, this is how I'm going to get the girls out of their shells. But um, it works because we we're, you know, still to this day, we're extremely sociable and we love talking to people. So, yeah. I absolutely love that. You know, for those of us who weren't as lucky to grow up with an amazing environment to go to outside of the home and like, you know, maybe even now we're feeling a little bit like, oh, all we can do is stay at home. I need that external environment, you know. What advice would you give to us around cultivating those really great environments and finding them really so that we can join them, be a part of them and and grow and learn in them? Yeah, of course. I don't think, you know, you have to be a part of something big. It could just be even within yourself or a ritual that you create for yourself that, you know, is really comforting to to you and what you do. I think the hardest part now is, I guess, you know, we are in lockdown here in Australia and finding places where you can feel safe and, you know, like a bit of a spark within your being every day is more challenging than not where normally you could get that from going to a Pilates class or getting your nails done or going for a facial or even just going for a walk longer than a couple of hours um, if that's something that you desire to do. So it is a little bit more challenging, but I just think find, you know, the time for quiet and quiet I mean as in find time to kind of refill your soul and, and self because it does take a lot out of you being in lockdown and the unknown and the uncertainties. It can play tricks on you. So, you know, finding a good podcast that's quite encouraging or a book or listening to music, going for a run, you know, eating a really hearty homey meal, watching TV, Netflix, like what having a bath, like whatever you want to do that is your space, whether it's within your immediate family that you live with and you can have interaction with people or if it means that you have to jump on a, a Zoom or a FaceTime with your girlfriends with a tea or a wine or whatever you want to do, you know, just find those times to really make that for yourself because especially in lockdown, days merge into each other. So sometimes you can lose sight of that. And I guess for the people that aren't able to work right now, it would be definitely much harder. So yeah, just think, be kind to yourself and, you know, things will get better. You just have to take those small moments to really just reflect and be grateful for what is today and know that, you know, things will improve in the future. So, so true. When was the time for you, perhaps, you know, when you were navigating those early days or even now where you felt like you really struggled to feel grounded and grateful? Like, was there a time in this journey that you just were like, I can't like, and how did you work to overcome that? Um, I think I am an extremely grateful person. I think that's always been a part of me through being able to go through life and receive opportunities. I've been always so grateful for that. So I think because, you know, growing up, you know, my mom had to work extremely hard to give us girls, you know, good education and, you know, um, hobbies or like, you know, when we, you know, basketball or tennis or activities after school, like, you know, she was doing that a lot 
um, herself because my mum and dad separated when I was uh, very young. So, you know, my mum was like the super mum and she did everything and I just watched her and, you know, and I think from that stemmed a lot of gratitude for what she did for me and then every opportunity that's come my way and me working extremely hard for that and then potentially receiving it, I'm instantly just, I have so much love and gratitude in my heart. However, when things do speed up quite quickly and it's hard to find those moments of appreciation in that moment, like genuinely you're appreciative, genuinely you're, you know, really grateful and genuinely you're like, oh, I'm so happy. Like I work so hard and oh, I'm just so grateful that worked out, you know. So from a high level and who you are as a being, you will have that in you if that's you. But in terms of like, you know, feeling gratitude in a particular moment and whether it's just, you know, sitting in those small wins or like, you know, the lessons, I think sometimes that can really become challenging, especially when you're pretty much on a rocket ship like trajectory and things are going a million times an hour and you have to chase after it. Like, so last year, you know, it was a huge year for Bang and Body and, you know, even the follow through into this year, it's been absolutely incredible. And again, just so grateful that we are able to help so many people with their skin. But I think just knowing that things are moving so quickly, I do have to work harder to take moments out of my day to kind of sit with myself and be like, okay, that didn't work out as what I'd hoped, but I know it's going to be for a reason. What's the reason? What's the solution? How I can, you know, navigate that. Or if something did happen, that was amazing. Actually sit in that and be like, oh, wow, like that's incredible. I'm just going to take this small win and enjoy the moment of this feeling because what happens is life goes at record speed. And before you know it, you're in just say five years of business and people ask you about feelings of moments you've had in your career or your business journey and you actually don't remember that emotion and I think that's the scariest thing that you go through life and thing every day just flies by that you actually forget to take that moment of that real pure appreciation or gratitude for that moment or that task or you know, a win that you might have received or even a lesson. Um, And that's something I'm definitely learning, you know, to do more frequently where as a person I've got an immense amount of gratitude and appreciation for everyone that's supported me on my journey with Bang & Body so far and all of our loyal customers who, you know, just get so excited about our products and, you know, all them sharing their before and afters and their reviews it's so heartwarming. Um, but I think, you know, taking those moments to really focus on, you know, why is this such a big, like, you know, making a small win into a big deal and actually taking the time. So I've actually been making a conscious effort, especially with my team. Cause I know with me, like I just merge into every day, like it just like so fast paced, but I don't want my team to feel that way too. I want them to feel accomplished, not only every day, but also every month. And so pretty much last month, we had a really phenomenal month. It was incredible. Um, Everyone was working from home and really did an exceptional job with their productivity and, you know, still being really vibrant and happy, you know, in their roles. And that meant a lot to me because I know there's so much happening around us and within our individual lives. And so I decided that on the last day of the month, I was going to send food um, to the team. And so we could all have lunch together via Zoom. And then at one o'clock, we would clock off um, 
them being obviously still paid, but they would clock off at one. And I just said to them, I want you to take this time to go for a walk, have a bath, watch Netflix, like whatever you want to do. This is your achieve this is your like reward or like the achievement you've had for this month and ultimately for the you know for even this whole year but more so just to ensure that we can take a step back every month and be so proud of what we've achieved and you know the amazing positive impact we're having on people's lives and you know just something like small like that which meant a lot to me and my team it just made such a big difference because they could go away they could have, you know, a Friday afternoon off, they could do what they wanted and recharge for the next month without it being a weekend. So just making sure that we do take that time to really kind of reset ourselves um, because otherwise it does get really overwhelming and can be exhausting as well. Oh, my goodness. I want to work in your team. My team's (laughs) going to be listening to this being like, we didn't get that afternoon off. Uh, It's honestly so amazing. And just everything you said resonated so much, and especially especially being here in Oz and Melbourne right now, you know, it is just such a tough time for all of us. Amazing. Priscilla, I want to dive a bit deeper into the story, you know, so you've had this amazing upbringing with your mom and seeing her work incredibly hard and and do all the good stuff. And you were obviously so inspired from that. You went off to study at RMIT Uni here in Melbourne, and I think you did a bachelor's degree in business and marketing. And then shortly after, I'm, I'm guessing you started out in the working world. You know, can you talk to us a little bit about that time there at uni, your learnings there, and then also your desire to choose what to do next? I think, I guess, you know, when you are at school and you get to year 11 and 12 and you start really thinking about, you know, where you want to go or the life you want to have. And at the time, I guess when, especially when I was at school, there was no such thing as, you know, like a social media manager or marketer or like a podcaster. Like there was no such thing. It was just like corporate worlds, being a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher. And that's fine. Like all those jobs are a hundred percent necessary for survival of our beings. But I guess there was no creative, you know, opportunities, um, you know, outside of like obviously going through year 11 and 12, speaking to like the careers advocates, like they don't really tell you much about the creative world out there. So I guess I was always very business driven, I guess, seeing mum being a business owner and I loved the whole marketing space and really kind of being creative in key messaging. And so I just, I really had a knack for that. And I guess you know, going to uni and thinking, okay, what am I going to do after uni? That kind of resembles what I want to do. And I also did a stint in project management as well. So I did my diploma in project management. And that's when I thought, okay, corporate business makes sense because it does have an inclusion of um, being like a project manager. And I loved like starting something, conceptualizing and then turning it into fruition and having an end date. So that really kind of made sense to me in terms of starting and operating like a business and even though at the time I didn't think I would have a business I just was very intrigued about it so I guess from there you know things started to like really become real when I guess you're out of uni you're you know really kind of in your career you think okay I'm just going to work up the ladder I'm going to work my ass off, you know, just really kind of work like 8 a.m., you know, like know that ladder. ridiculous <laughs> hours, but you want to prove yourself, you want to prove to yourself that you're worthy, you know. So I really gave it my all. But then I think as time progressed and, you know, time passed, 
there were moments where I would sit at my desk and, you know, I would have completed a project that was amazing and I'm about to start a new one. And I com- I know I completed that project, but why didn't I feel fulfilled? Why didn't I feel accomplished even though I did complete the project? And, and it was done, you know, according to the project guidelines and everything was fantastic. But I think it was truly because my heart was just screaming for something else. Like I didn't have balance. I'm very analytical and business savvy, but then I'm extremely creative. I love thinking outside the box. I loved in, I love innovating. I love finding solutions to, you know, things that are currently out there that, you know, could be done better. And so I would put my spin on that through what I was working on, but it's always within a limit. Like there's a time frame and a limit and a kind of a scope of work where, you don't have the freedom to kind of just actively make decisions. Like it has to go up the chain of command. And so I just always felt that I was never really truly fulfilling my life's purpose. And during that time where, you know, pressures were high, you know, you complete projects, you've got, you know, predominantly men around you in that workspace. And, you know, I think for me as well, you know, at the time, that's when my skin started to flare up again. And, you know, being a young adult, you know, you think I'm not meant to have breakouts. Like I'm meant to be past that by now. You're in a corporate job. You're starting your career. You've got to look a certain way. There was a lot of, I guess, you know, pressures around me. And I remember just, you know, thinking to myself, I can't like live like this. Like this isn't life. Like, yes, we have to live to survive, but that shouldn't be life. We should be able to create a life that we enjoy living and being a part of. Like it should be reversed. So I just started to think to myself, okay, based on my personal pain points, and it always came back to skin, like, you know, from obviously being a part of my mum's salons and obviously her having clients and treating them with their skin, her helping with my skin. And I guess as well, like trialing so many different products that, you know, you had such hope for when you would purchase them and spend so much money. And then in the end, you just felt defeated. And I think that was always happening to me. And even though those products were amazing to others and had great reviews, to me, they just weren't working. And I think having sensitive acne prone and eczema prone skin that's like three things that I'm trying to treat with the one or two or three products for different things. So I think my skin was just getting overwhelmed. And so for a good year, I was, you know, traveling a good hour to work and then an hour home. So I had a lot of time on my hands to either just chill and zone out, which I decided I was going to just sit and write in my book about this new venture that I had. And I was getting so excited about And I guess from there, I just really started to get this fire in my belly that I was missing for so long. And I remember just speaking with my mom and she was like, no, you're desired to do something more that has a personal, you know, pain point to you. And you're so passionate about helping people. So you helping yourself. And at the time, my skin was at its worst. So I knew that if I was going to do something, it had to help heal my skin before I was ever going to put it into the world because I am extremely fussy. So, you know, for me, it was just, it was a journey. Like I was on this journey of, you know, healing myself and potentially turning that into a business that could help others. And that's kind of when the journey started. I was, you know, on the train, I was still working in my, in corporate business. I was 
um, you know, jotting down notes and, okay, if I started this business, what would it mean? What would be my why, my purpose? You know, I don't want to saturate the market more. I don't want to confuse more. I want to simplify. So I would ask myself all these questions and pretty much eight months later, close to a year later, I had this like business plan that I didn't even know that I created. It was just notes or notes and notes of me traveling to and from work. And it was at a time where I really had to make a decision on this potential business that I was conceptualizing in my brain because I'd saved for almost four years with my fiance to buy a property. And it was either the property and the picket fence with the kids and getting married or starting this business and really kind of putting everything on the line. And he's been with me since I was 14. So we've nearly been together 14 years. And he's been with me on my skin journey and he's really seen, I guess, how it's impacted my life and my mental state. And I just said to him, so pretty much just pitched him what I kind of had conceptualized. And I said, look, I support everything that you say. I just want to share this with you because I feel like this could be my purpose. I'm extremely passionate about it. I've been affected personally and I really want to try help more than just myself. Like I know there's others out there that are struggling. I want to be able to help if I can. And he said, yep. He looked it over and he's like, I want you to do this. Like I truly believe that you're meant to do this and I am more than happy to wait for when the time's right to purchase our property in the future. But for right now, I think you really need to invest yourself into this pro- like into this new venture of yours. And it's so insane that even though I was conceptualizing during, you know, before and after work and lunch times and coming home and just really kind of immersing myself, you know, I worked in my corporate job right up until I launched Bang & Body. So I was doing everything in the back end and also doing my corporate job as well. And I think it actually made me enjoy my corporate job so much more because I knew the skill sets would be relevant to the business that I was conceptualizing. And even though I was working ridiculous hours and then doing, you know, working on the business, it was the most excitable time of my life. Like I was just so excited and passionate to be doing something of purpose. And I hadn't really felt that before. So yeah, that was the two and a half year year journey to, you know, from the initial conceptualization to launching. And then I resigned for like, I had to give four weeks notice. So I resigned literally four weeks before I wanted to launch. And pretty much as soon as it went live, it was like my last day. And I just immersed myself in Bang & Body and I was, that was my life and is my life. But I just said to my partner, I said, I want to launch this business. We've sacrificed a lot and I don't want to give it half my time. If it means that I can live off two minute noodles for however long I need to, we moved back into my mum's house, like to save money. Um, We did everything, you know, that we could so I could immerse myself all hours of the day and I was doing everything from, you know, customer service, pick packing to, you know, stock control, forecasting, social media. Like I touched every element of the business. But I guess that just made me even more aware of, you know, how everything works within business. I truly believe that, you know, if you can manage on your own to start your business and ensure that you are touching every element, you are going to be so much more wiser 
and able to make executive decisions when you are able to outsource and hire or I guess hire internally um, and you're not going to be solely trusting in the person as them being an expert because that can really kind of catch you. So for me, I, I guess I touched all elements of the business, but digital marketing wasn't necessarily my strong point. Organic marketing is communicating the brand and the business and the why is, but the digital marketing space is a whole nother game. And so I didn't, I knew some of it because I did like after the first year I started digital marketing, but before that it was just word of mouth, micro influencers, gifting. I wanted it to be really authentic and genuine. Um, and so I really played on my strengths through communication, education and sharing my story and ultimately, you know, people purchasing and spreading the word and love was just insane and so amazing. And then it was time to, I guess, look at the digital world and I was managing that on my own for some time, but I knew that if I wanted to grow the business, I needed to trust in others who had further expertise and I guess, you know, it's good when you can bring on someone like we had to ex- like hire externally at the time and I wouldn't change it because I guess I did learn from them. But then when it came to the next phase of growth, I really wish that I knew more about that space because I could have made better decisions if I had known more. And since then we've moved away from the agency and now we know everything about it. Like it's just been such an eye-opening experience, like knowing that, you know, what you go through definitely has to happen. Like you have to never feel regret for decisions you make, always see them as a lesson and, you know, something that you can learn from. And also as well, I've learned that. So now I can share, I can share that experience and be like, you know, if you can hire externally, fantastic. But make sure you're really curious and learn a lot, read a lot, learn a lot. And that's what I did for a lot of other aspects of the business. But I guess in that scope, when it's only one of you at the time, um, you do have to trust in the people that you hire. And I do, I'm a very trusting person. But I would just say just because you hire someone, it doesn't mean that you can turn a blind eye. You have to make sure you're on the pulse all of the time um, and it is tricky to balance, but it's also really rewarding because when you can make executive decisions and you know what they're talking about, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And it's great. So yeah, it's been amazing to kind of go through all of that. But um, yeah, I'm so sorry. I just went on a tangent just then. Oh, oh I loved it. Like, don't even apologize. I was like, please don't stop. Like, this is so good. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that stands out for me is just your sheer determination. You know, I think working, I mean, and look, I only did it for a period of about six to seven months before I jumped ship and went full-time into my business, but working for two years on your corporate job full-time and then morning, night, morning, or on your commute, back and forth, consistently for two years, that is without any external validation, nothing. You don't even know if it's going to turn into something is bloody tough, you know? And then obviously taking it, making the courageous decision to go in full time. What advice would you give to our peers out there listening around this idea of that consistent effort and not becoming discouraged when we aren't seeing any results for two, three, whatever, four years? 
Absolutely. I would 100% always come back to your why and the purpose of what you're doing because that is what's going to get you out of bed day after day. If you are in a corporate job to earn a living and then ultimately have your passion on the side that you do hope will become your full-time job, that will only happen if you are extremely passionate about what you're doing. You're not passionate about money. You're not passionate about fame. You're not passionate about status. You're truly and utterly passionate about what you will be doing or why you want to do this business. Because trust me, you're going to have more harder days and stressful nights and empty bank accounts than ever before. And that is the only thing that's going to keep you going. So I would definitely you know, put out there that you have to really hone in on why you want to do what you're doing or about to start. Because once you start that, you're committed to that journey. And the only thing that's going to make it worthwhile is your passion, is the purpose, is the, you know, problem that you're solving. Like at the end of the day, if you have an idea, I believe it's a gift. Not many people have creative ideas that could turn it into fruition. Um, and that's fine. But if you do harness that idea and it's obviously come to you for a reason. So dive deeper in that. Ask yourself, okay, why would I want to turn this into a business and not keep it as a hobby? Like it makes me happy right now. If I put a business spin on it, there's going to be stress. There's going to be elements of uncertainty and doubt. Do I want that? Like you have to really be honest with yourself. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that because definitely no one was talking about it when I was starting out. Like, you know, it's, and also too, my mom having hair and beauty salons, that was brick and mortar. That was service, not product, not online. Like it's a very different game. And my mom had no idea what I was doing in terms of like, oh, what's this tech thing? What's this computer? She had no idea. So I definitely think it's super important to understand your why and your purpose. And once you've established that and you're confident in, you know what, I am going to commit to this 100% and there will be tough times and you will feel, you know, a sense of dissatisfaction at the time or like, oh, is this going to work out and doubt and fear? But that's okay. That just means that you're extremely passionate and excited about what's to come. Like it means you have emotion to what you're doing. So don't be discouraged about that. But ultimately just focus on you know, the task at hand, don't, don't try to think of a hundred million things that are yet to come because that can be quite overwhelming. And therefore a lot of people will just be like, it's too hard. It's too much. I just want to go back to my nine to five. And that's fine. Like, honestly, like nine to five, if you love what you're doing, do it. Like if you can find a job that you love, that is a win and stick with it. You don't have to create a business if you don't want to. Um, it's just if people have this underlying burn to really put themselves and their livelihoods on the line for a greater purpose, then you do have to commit. And, you know, even if you commit and then you realize, "Mm, I really prefer this as a hobby, that's okay. You gave it a go. Don't even feel discouraged about that either. Make sure you, you know, be kind to yourself in that moment and go, you know what? I'm happy that I've made this decision and I'm confident with that. I've given it a go. I prefer it to be a hobby and that's good. But, you know, you will have challenging times and you will have days of uncertainty and also elements of feeling alone because not a lot of people around you are going to be going through what you're going through. So they won't truly understand. So I definitely think try to build your network with people that are in a similar space in terms of like they're an entrepreneur, they're starting out, 
they've got a hobby that it's starting to turn into a business or, you know, whatever it means you've got people to lean on who are either, you know, in that space or who are just extremely supportive friends and that you can lean on, I think is super important um, because there are moments where you are going to feel like the weight is on your shoulders. And also as well, too, I want to bring up where I don't think a lot of people, you know, truly understand until they're in it is that whether you're in a, like you might be in a management role as a nine to five, or you might be in a CEO role nine to five. So you do know the elements of decision-making. However, if you're not, and you are about to start a journey of being a founder or a director of your own company, the decisions start and end with you. Yes, you can ask for support and yes, you can try figure it out. But at the end of the day, you make the call. So you have to be completely, utterly comfortable in making decisions. That could be the hardest thing you do. But you have to, again, be kind to yourself, knowing that in your gut, you feel it's the right decision. If it happens to be not, again, it's a lesson learned and you can move on from that. But I think that's not spoken about often enough because I really believe when people get into that decision-making role, that's when the doubt and the fear and the overwhelmingness really comes to a head. And that could really jeopardize the passion and the purpose of what you're actually doing. And that's why a lot of people in business actually hire CEOs and actually hire people to make those decisions because that's not their level of expertise. That's not where they feel like they strive and that's not one of their strengths. And that's okay. You can pivot in a different direction. But at the start when there's low income and you know you have to do it all yourself, Just, yeah, don't be discouraged, but you have to be ready for it because if you want your business to go from strength to strength or even move along in a consistent roadmap, you need to be making decisions. So true. Oh my goodness. Yes. Everything. You guys can't see me, but I'm like furiously nodding along as Priscilla speaks. I'm like, (laughs) yes. Oh my goodness. I love it. We honestly could speak for days and I honestly I could listen to you for the next seven hours but I am so mindful of your time so I've got kind of a couple final questions for you and the first one is what has been your greatest failure and win to date? Okay, we'll start with the failure, but I'd like to say a lesson because, um, yeah, my language, I guess you learn as well. Like, you know, failures are a thing where you can absorb yourself in that, but I think if you see them more as a lesson um, or a life experience, you can move past it much quicker. So I definitely think in terms of life lessons, um, I think I touched on previously around really understanding your business and your business needs. And what I mean by that is when you start to outsource or get contractors or freelancers or even people inside your company, you start with it being your baby. It's your baby and you know best and how to take care of your child that you've birthed into the world. But you need help raising this child. You need help for this child to grow. So trusting in others is super important. But I think trust needs to come with you know, the respect and also the trust being earned. You know, I think it's hard when you're starting out, you get really excited. You want to give yourself to people and say, yes, I'll do anything that you need. I just need help. And you get to that limit and that's okay. But I think you just have to always listen to your gut and really understand the help that you need. So therefore you can ensure that 
the people that you do hire stay accountable for what they're doing for you and also ensuring that they align with you and your values. You know, you might actually have to have a few conversations with a few different people to ensure that it's the right fit because at the end of the day, you want to find people that truly aligned with your values and your purpose and also believe in what you believe and what you're doing. So for me, I think the biggest lesson was really relying and trusting in others that they would do the right thing by me and my business. And in the end, you know, unfortunately, it just doesn't always work out that way. And I think for me, it was the biggest lesson because at the time I was really, I guess, heartbroken because I had friendships within those people and relationships. And I just couldn't separate myself from personal Priscilla and business Priscilla because I build relationships from my heart. And I think that's been the biggest lesson is being able to establish those boundaries and really understand that you can still have a really friendly professional relationship, but it means that your heart is somewhat protected because, you know, you, you do need to keep these people accountable. And it's like a friend, you, you would feel weird trying to keep your friend accountable. Like it just, it's a, a bit of a slippery slope. So for me, you know, pivoting away from that was the biggest thing I could have ever done um, personally and growing, I guess, within myself. But also not only have I grown so much, but also the business has grown exponentially from making that decision. So at a time when you think, oh, why is that happening to me? It could be the biggest gift of all. And that is what I've really, truly learned that your lessons could be the biggest gift of all. And it's actually not spoken about. Like, that was the most eye-opening experience I think I've ever had because I've always been in a position where, you know, especially in the corporate world, it's very different. But then ultimately as well, when you're starting out, you don't realize that you're putting your personal self on the line until something like this happens. And then it just shapes you to be the best business version of yourself. So as hard as it was and extremely stressful and challenging at the time, We are now so much better for it. I can make better executive decisions for my team, for my business, for my, you know, products, for everything. And also I'm still learning, like I'm not perfect, but I think being aware is the first thing and it's okay to, you know, be shifted in a different direction and not know why that's happening because you will shortly find out, you know, and most of the time it's going to be for the better. Um, So my mom used to always say to me when I was young, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. Like she's always used that analogy and it's kind of stayed with me, but I think I forgot about that, you know, through this, you know, journey of business. And when that happened, I was like, wow, one door was shutting and I wasn't in that moment. I didn't think, oh, the other door's going to open. I was just in that state. And then when the other door opened, I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. It's real. Like that does happen. So I think that was probably like the biggest learning of not only pivoting a big decision in business, but also a personal shift and what that actually looks like. So yeah, that would be, I guess, the lesson. And and I'm still learning, I guess, from that and how to separate myself and establish better boundaries, Um, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we have to work with people. And if you give them, like, I'm, I'm just that person, like, I'm just, I guess, a lovable person. You know, I, I give myself to everyone. So I guess that's always been quite challenging. But now with some support I've been receiving, it's been really amazing. Um, I guess the biggest win would have to be my team. Like I am just so, so blessed and lucky. 
I was always so nervous to hire because obviously you see my mum and auntie hiring, not all of them work out. You know, you see them go through, you know, shortages of staff at times and the stress and, you know, trusting them and and doing the right thing. And I was just so nervous and I was doing so much. And my fiance, boyfriend at the time, he was like, this isn't sustainable. You're living off three hours of sleep a night. Like this is not sustainable. You won't be able to grow. And he's like, just put an ad on seek. I was like, no, I can't do that. Like I just, you know, when it's meant to happen, I will find someone. And I just continuously put it out there. He's like, have you put it up on Seek? Have you put it on your Instagram? I said, no, I'm not. I just don't want to put it out. I, no. But in my mind, I was like, it's going to happen. I'm going to find the most incredible person. And a month later, we received an email saying, you know, I just finished my bachelor's degree in marketing and events and I love your brand. You know, my mom and I are customers and, you know, I'm really looking at my, you know, future career and I just love this space. And you know, Georgia, my right-hand girl, you know, she started um, pretty much will be two years in February next year and she's the most incredible human inside and out and I could not do this without her. Like she has been through so much with me but also as well she's grown so much personally and professionally. Like she's had, you know, three promotions in the last year. Like she's just incredible and she gave me faith to hire and from her, We've built this incredible team of 10 who I just adore with all of my being and that is the biggest win because people forget your team is your business. Without your team, the execution wouldn't be as great, wouldn't be as fast. Your customers wouldn't get satisfied as quickly as they do. So, you know, team is everything and, you know, the culture that you create all stems from you and what you want, I guess, to put out there. But I would say, you know, there's been a lot of milestones. You know, that's one element. Another one would be all of our amazing customers sharing their before and afters and really validating the product. I guess you can't compete with that. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, I've I've been so grateful for for the amazing opportunities I've received so far and to be able to share my story and be open because I didn't have that. You know, I didn't have that, you know, touch point when I was creating a business and, I don't want people to feel alone in their journeys. I think it's important that they feel they can turn to someone or a podcast or people they inspire because it's going to give them the boost that they need that everything's going to be okay and that we all go through it. We're all going through it. You know, we're all humans and people um, and we're just on our own journey. So, yeah, I just wish everyone the best in their own business ventures. Um, you've got this and, yeah, just follow your heart and your gut and you'll be okay. Oh, Priscilla. Oh my goodness. Wow. 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 Honestly, this has just been so, so incredible. And I want to wrap up firstly by giving you a bit of an acknowledgement and then the final question. And I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for doing what you do, for showing us, you know, and particularly us young, ambitious females that we can go out there and pursue our passions and our dreams. And it may be bloody hard, but we can make it happen. And for that, we really appreciate you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. And thank you for allowing me to share my story and I guess my journey so far. It's just incredible with people like yourself who have these podcasts to really help others. Like, 
it's just incredible. And I'm just, you know, in awe of all of you. And I think it's just so important to have that touch point because, you know, we don't want people to feel alone in their journeys and whether they are going in business or whether they're starting their career or going up the ranks, um, it can be quite scary. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a pleasure. I'm, I could speak to you for hours. <laughs> oh, I could say the same. Honestly, this has been so amazing. And so the final question is how we finish every episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. And that is, what is the value of pursuing what you're most passionate about? Well, I love this. <laughs> I think you just find a whole sense of self like pursuing, you know, a passion where not many get to do. You find parts of yourself that you didn't know were there. And that is so beautiful because you grow from those experiences and the value that that has on your life, I think, makes you become a person that you look at others and feel inspired by, but you actually are turning that into yourself. So, yeah, just you know, if you have that passion, that burning desire, you know, make sure you pay attention to it. Don't ignore it because it could be, you know, your destiny for positive change. And I guess the intent that you have in this world and something that definitely isn't taught at school. So, you know, this is where, you know, your journey can just begin or your second life could begin. Um, and the experience that you can share with others, it's remarkable. So, yeah, just really listen carefully to, you know, what your desires are in life. And if you can go after them, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Oh, Priscilla, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We've had an absolute blast. Where can we learn more about you and Bang and Body? Thank you so much. Um, you can find us on Instagram at bangin.body or on our website at bangandbody.com. Or if you do want to follow my personal journey, it's underscore Priscilla Louise. Perfect. We'll link them up in the show notes. Thank you so much again. And for everyone else listening, we will end with that. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Remember, Peers, we're here to help you turn your passion into a business. And so is Shopify. And so if you're looking to start your biz, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Peers, that's a wrap. We hope you've enjoyed your introduction to our latest guest beer and that you find them as gung-ho as we do, which is our way of saying inspirational. For more, make sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. We produce with passion and it doesn't stop here. To see what else we're up to, visit thepeersproject.com or follow us on Instagram at thepeersproject. We'll have fresh, real talk for you next week, peers. Until then, if you need inspiration, look amongst your peers. <laughs>